0: Program created by Rio Grande. Walk down the county sheriff's office calling all
1: cards. Attention all cards about cast 251 regarding a holdup. Be on the lookout for a suspect described as a male American, 6 feet 4 inches, weight about
0: 150 pounds. This man believed to be wounded in the holdup this day. That's all for <laughs>
1: Friends, the Calling All Cars programs are not fairy tales, but the careful presentation of dramatic facts. We observe the same principle in telling the story of Rio Grande Cracked gasoline. When you were told that Rio Grande Cracked is the motor fuel of police car performance, it is supported by facts which no one can deny. Here are some of them. Rio Grande Cracked powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment wherever it is sold. ...than any other brand. And that's not all. In addition to a vast majority of your city and county officials... ...many heads of your California state and federal governments... ...also prefer Rio Grande Cracks... ...to power their emergency automotive equipment. And the reason for this overwhelming endorsement... ...by those who drive the most... ...and thus know the most about gasoline... ...is that Rio Grande Cracks has proved to be quicker starting... ...smoother in acceleration... ...with greater power and maximum speed giving the kind of mileage that saves the money of taxpayers like you and me. And so, if you're more interested in gasoline facts than in gasoline fairy stories, drop around at the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood and get the most highly recommended gasoline in the West. The story we are to hear tonight is to be found in the confidential file of the office of the Sheriff of Los Angeles County. We have therefore asked Sheriff Eugene Biscalouze to open our program. The cases you hear on Calling All Cars are not all necessarily good detective stories. It's not essential that a true story such as these cases present contain all the elements of a detective thriller. Most criminals are stupid. They make blunders. Our sheriffs, by common sense and hard work, take advantage of these blunders. There isn't a genius in the sheriff's office, yet we have solved more than 99% of the cases coming under our jurisdiction. Ours is the job of proving to the criminal that crime is a losing game, and we do it. The secret of being a detective lies in being able to see the mistakes the criminal makes and in being able to take advantage of these facts. The first mistake any criminal ever makes is in committing his crime. We shall hear tonight how this one mistake led to a lot of grief for the men involved. Hot dog payday again. Well, yeah, a lot of good that's going to do you. The way you throw your door away, you won't have a cent by the morning. Here, don't worry about me, Mr. Morgan, Bill. I don't see you driving to work in Rolls Royces. Yeah? Well, I'm not riding buses either, wise guy. You going to cash that check tonight? And how? At Brooks. Sure. What's 15 cents in my young life? I don't mind paying a service charge. Well, come on, I'll drive you by. Guess I might as well cash my check tonight, too. Hiya, you Hiya, Burt. Got any folding money around this joint? Uh, I think I might find you a little. Okay, my man, there you are, all signed and endorsed. Uh, you get a raise? Yep, making 35 bucks a week. No? That's fine. I like to see you young fellas get ahead. You'll be getting married pretty soon, won't you? <laughs> that guy? <laughs> Who'd marry him? Uh, hey. You never can tell. Now, there you are, Joe. Thirty-four eighty-five for you and 15 cents for me. Thanks, John. Yours $35, too, beer? Yep, here it is. Say, how's the missus, Bill? Oh, she's fine. I saw her going by yesterday, but she didn't stop. And, say, that's a fine youngster you got, Bill. You want to take good care of him?" Well, no, don't worry. I will. You think that was the only kid in California, the way Bill raises a barn? Well, you can't understand that, Joe. Not yet. Wait till you have one of your own. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, goodbye, boys, and see you next Friday. So long, John. Bye, Bert. Bye. <laughs>
2: Hey, is that clock right, Mary? Yes, sir, 7 o'clock, Mr. Burke. Would you like another cup of coffee? No,
1: thanks. No, I think I've had enough. <laughs> got to start cutting down past 50, you know, and I have to watch the old blood pressure now. I <laughs> guess oh, you do it, sir. Uh, That'll be
2: 26 cents
1: altogether. 26 cents. Uh, well, there you are, Mary. Thank
3: you. You back for lunch, Mr. Burke? Maybe
1: so. I don't know how busy I'll be yet. May I have you bring my lunch over?
3: Oh, I'll be glad to. Bye. Bye,
1: Mary. I guess i better clean this place up a
0: little.
1: Good morning. Can I help you? Maybe. You cash checks here? I certainly do. That's my business. Well, I got one I on want cash. Come right back here to the office, eh? Huh? Yeah. Nice place you got here. Yeah? Always keep this iron door locked? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> keep right on going or I'll blast you. Hey, what is this? Never mind closing that door. Sit down. Everything okay, quick. Yeah, come on in. I was waiting in the car. He's getting nervous. I'll tell him to keep his shirt on. No, no, come on in. Help me. I said, sit down, Mouse. Take it easy, young fella. Button your lip. What's the combination of that safe? I don't know. Don't feed me that gag. I'm telling you the truth. They don't know the combination. Well, maybe this rod will make you remember. Anyway, the safe has a time lock on it. You couldn't get it open for another 30 minutes. Okay. We'll wait. Gag him, Frank. We'll okay. see. Better leave his hands free so he can turn that dial apart. You can do it yourself. And leave fingerprints all over the place. Don't try to be funny, guy. Gag him, Frank. Hey, you got a clean hanky, mister? <laughs> boy, does he look funny with that rag in <laughs> his mouth? <hand?
0: laughs> now open that seat. <laughs> Maybe he's got the combination
1: looked on somewhere. Yeah. That's an idea. How about it, monkey? <laughs> Like everybody in South Los Angeles is out here. Uh huh. Well, I haven't had a good killing out here in years. There's Welsh from the Huntington Park station. Yeah, I see Armstrong's with him too. Oh, Welsh! What's all the excitement out here? Hello, Killian. How are you, Mahoney? Hi. You know Armstrong? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Two bodies, but which one's the bandit? The shark guy. The other one's John Burke. He's a sort of banker around here, his paychecks. Like the crook got it right through the heart. Yeah, we figured that Burke was sitting in this chair here. He must have fired over his shoulder, judging from the position of the bandit's body. You see, here's a bullet hole in Burke's right cheek. Hmm, evidently shot twice, though, because it's obvious that the shot in the top of the head is the one that killed him. That's right. That's why I figure he fired over his shoulder. The man he killed must have been to his left, and there must have been another fellow on the right. Well, there aren't any guns except this one that belonged to Burke. We found these three bullets. One evidently is the one that killed this hole up man. This one we dug out of the wall over there. Might be the one that killed Burke. That's the way we figured it. Where'd the third one come from? We found it over there with that steel door. Hmm. Looks like it's got blood on it. And Burke must have hit the other bandit too. And yeah, that's what we think. That bird there has only one bullet wound in him and since this bullet's bloody. Stands to reason that the other man's hit, too. Are we sure there was another man? Yeah, pretty sure. The fellow was just going into the cafe next door when all the shooting started, told us that he saw a tall man run out of Burke's office here and that the man limped badly. Tall man, huh? Yeah, this fellow said the guy must have been six feet or more. Did he have a gun? Or did this fellow notice? Yeah, he had a gun in his hand. he piled into a car that was parked in trunk with another fellow at the wheel, and the car turned down the alley next door and beat it. You know, there's a bare possibility that this fellow here was a customer of Burke's. Sort of innocent bystander, huh? About that? Not very likely. We found this roll of wire in his coat pocket and his rubber gloves and his heavy knife. Well, it looks like they were about to tie Burke up. That's the way it looks us. Now, here's a pillow slip that we found in the other pocket of his overcoat. The name of the apartment it came from is stitched into the hem there. Hmm. Bavaria Apartments, 843 South Maple. Well, that ought to be a cinch to trace. Yeah. Well, we'll send this fellow in for a post Maybe his fingerprints will identify him. That's a good idea. We'll get Frank Gumpler to run a ballistics test on these bullets and find out which one killed him. Meantime, I think we'd better take a look at the Bavarian apartments. <laughs> Checking with the manager of the apartment house regarding the same bandit. Killian and Mahoney received the information.
0: No, no one like that lives
3: here. Don't know who's those little clips.
1: At the morgue, the dead man's fingerprints were taken and compared with files in the police department as well as in the sheriff's office. It was learned... these prints belonged to Frank convicted of theft, California Motor Vehicle Code, drunkenness, petty theft, the best unknown. Armed with this information, Killian and Mahoney returned to the apartment house to continue their investigation.
3: What you want now?
1: We want to know if you have a fellow living here, a very tall man, over six feet.
3: Oh, Yes. Tall man he he lived here. Apartment forty one. I show you. Right back here, please.
1: How long does this man live here?
3: Oh not long. Weeks, ten days, maybe. What's his name? Hamilton, his name you tell me.
1: What's his first name?
3: Oh, uh, Fred, I think it is.
1: Fred Hamilton, huh?
3: Here's the apartment, please. It's not locked.
1: Hmm. Empty. Yeah, but it speaks volumes, Paul. I'll say. Take a look at the blood on that bed. Oh, God. Here's one of my good towels. All soaked with blood. Here's a real fine
3: girl. Yeah? There's
1: a pair of pants up on the trash basket. Take a look at the length of these. i go back to office, please. Well, unless I miss my guess, that's blood on those pants too. Sure it is. Here's a bullet hole right below the waistband.
3: Front and back.
1: Huh. Bullet went right through him. Next up, lady. Judging from the length of these pants, I'd say this bird's six and a half feet tall at least. I'd just as soon have these as a picture of the guy. Oh, here's something. What'd you find? Iodine swabs and old bandages. Looks like Hamilton's the man we're looking for. Yeah, but where to look, that's another question. Well, here's another pair of tanks. Yeah? Maybe these will turn up something. Yep, take a look at this. What is it? Property type from the General Hospital dated December twenty fifth, 1937. They took about a month ago. Patient number eight three five six four, Rod fifty two hundred. Name Frank Ellers. See that well, there's something. Wait a minute, there's
0: something written on the back.
1: Yeah, see it. Fred, eight forty three South Maple Street, apartment forty one. Frank here at seven AM. Well that definitely puts the third man in the picture. Yeah, assuming assume Fred is as Hamilton and Frank is Ellers. The guy who left this note, probably the man who drove the car when Bert was killed. Well, one thing's certain. Hamilton will have to contact a doctor sooner or later you better get this description to the hospitals and all the doctors. We'd better check to the general hospital about this Ellers guy, too. We'll phone him and tell him we're coming. Mm. Uh, we'd like to see the record on Frank Ellers, the man we phoned you about.
3: Oh, sure. Here, it is, Right here.
1: Thank you. Patients suffering from bruises and contusions Resulting from street fight condition intoxicated uh,
3: We couldn't get in a door from this patient uh, That is not a definite one He gave uh, East first street as his residence But no number Do you have a record of visitors this man might have had? No, we haven't any record of that
1: Well, look, just for luck Let's find out if you ever had a patient in here named Fred Hamilton
3: Oh, that may be a bit difficult uh, We have our records bound according to years And they're arranged alphabetically if you can care to look them, you may. we can care to, Right
1: in here, please. Uh, now, you'll find all the records in these files right here. Just help yourself. Oh, thanks. We will. Oh. Well, looks like we'll be here till spring. Oh, it won't take so long. I don't know about that. Well, I can't find any Fred Hamilton's in 1936. I haven't found any in 1937, either. You couldn't use a Joe Hamilton, could you? No, I don't think so. No, Hamilton. so Fred Hamilton's in that one. I'll try 1935. Well, he me 1934. There's nothing in this one. Yeah. You are. Well, I'm glad we're not looking for John Smith. Ever try finding a guy named Johnson? No. Why? Most common name in the English language. Yeah? Well, no, Fred Hamilton's in this book. Give me 32. Okay, I'll take thirty three. Yeah, it's getting darker outside. It looks like rain. Yeah, that'd be fine. Trapsing around in the rain looking for a six and a half foot murderer. It's bad enough looking for him. Hey, wait a minute. Here's a Fred Hambleton. Admitted in 1932, arthritis. Worked at no truck club up in the High Sierras. You suppose it's too much to hope this is the guy we're after? I don't know. It's a lead anyway. Because I heard he was married. Yeah, I couldn't hold out on that, though. He couldn't have been married here. Never can tell. We're not going to pass up any debt. Once more, began the long siege of checking musty records. Back in the pages of the marriage license books, Killian and Mahoney scanned every line looking for the name of Fred Hamilton. At last, in 1928, the record showed that Hamilton had married Edna Ender. As a final point of search, Killian and Mahoney chose the city directories. In the directory for 1937 appeared the name of Edna Ender's and her address. I'm getting awfully fed up with ringing doorbells. It might be worse. How? You might be selling brushes. Yeah, or magazines. I wonder if this game's home. Yes. Oh, uh, Are you Mrs. Fred Hamilton?
2: Uh, Who are
0: you?
1: Sheriff's deputies, Bureau of Investigation. My name's Killian. We're trying to locate a Mrs. Fred Hamilton. Her name was Enders before she married Hamilton.
2: Come on in, please.
1: Thank you. Uh, this is Deputy Mahoney, my partner. How
2: do you do? I right, ma'am. I'm the person you're looking for. Oh. However, I'm not Mrs. Hamilton. Fred and I have been divorced for some time. That's why I took back my own name. Are you married now? Yes, I've been married several months.
1: Well, then you don't know where Hamilton is now, hmm?
2: No, I don't. I ask why you're looking for him.
1: You're pretty certain he killed a man.
2: Oh.
1: And you don't know where he is?
2: No. If I did, I'd tell you. He's guilty. I hope you catch him, but I haven't seen him in months. Say, why don't you check with his mother and sister? They live here. I don't know where they do live, but his sister works downtown.
1: I can give you the name of the firm and you can contact her. Yeah, we'd appreciate it if you would. Uh, you don't have any pictures of Hamilton lying around, do
2: you? No, but I have some negatives of old snapshots. You can have those if you want them.
0: <laughs> Say we do.
2: Say, so incidentally, they has two brothers in Texas. One's living at Alney and the other lives at uh, Ebeling.
0: Oh, you know their names?
2: Well, I think Ed lives at Alney and Charlie lives in Ebeling.
1: Ed and Charlie... Well, we'll have the Texas officers keep a watch on the brothers' homes. Maybe Fred will show up there. Mm.
2: Oh, I almost forgot the negatives. Here
1: they are. Thank you. We'll take care of them and get them back to you.
2: Oh, you can keep them for all I care. Throw them away. I don't care if I never see or hear from that man again.
1: Dispatching telegrams to the police in the towns where Hamilton's brothers lived, Killian and Mahoney continued their investigation in Los Angeles. Next morning you Hamilton's sister. Yeah, I hate to do this, but we've got to catch this monkey. The end justifies the means. That's the way I look at it. Hold it. This is Lydia Hamilton. Oh, uh, Miss Hamilton, I hate to bother you at work, but I just got in from Abilene, and your brother Charlie told me to get in touch with Fred, but <laughs> he didn't know where Fred was staying.
0: You
1: liar. Shut up. fine. I uh, wonder if I might take a run out and talk with you. I'm sure she'd like to hear about Charlie. Oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> where can I get in touch with her? Well,
3: she's
0: in a drugstore down on
1: East 7th. Yeah, on Fashner Street. You know where that is? Well, I think I can find it. I'll tell the again. Well, you can get in touch with
0: her, and then whatever she wants to do will be all
1: right with me. All right, that's what I'll do. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, this thing's getting complicated. Now I've got to go down to Light of Hamilton's mother.
0: We're here in the car. <laughs> what are you doing today, young man? A cup of coffee, please. Cream? Yes, yes please, cream, please.
1: Are you Mrs. Hamilton?
3: Well, yes, I I am. Well, uh, my
1: name's Killian. Mm -hmm. I talked to your daughter over the phone a while ago. (laughs) She told me where I'd find you.
3: uh, Why were you looking for me?
1: (laughs) Maybe I'd better explain. You see, I just got in from Abilene. I knew your son, Charlie
3: Oh, of course How is Charlie?
1: Well, he's swell oh. He uh, he wanted me to look you up when I got out here And uh, say hello and all that sort of thing I uh,
3: <laughs> I get off at three It's almost that time now uh, Why don't you wait and go off the house with me? I'd like to have you meet my, my other boy, Fred, and Liddy.
1: Oh, is, uh, is Fred living with you
3: now? Uh, why, yes. and uh, He's been staying with us for two or three days now. Why? Well. Uh, of course, it's a small place and we're sort of crowded. But Fred hasn't been feeling well, and, and I wanted to have him like to keep an eye on him.
1: Yes, some boys are a trial to mothers. <laughs> oh, Fred's a good
3: boy. Never been in any trouble at all, he drinks a little now and then, but, but nothing silly. Well,
1: no, I wouldn't think he would, having a mother like you. Oh,
3: well, I tried to do the best I knew. How about it, children? Oh, Charlie's a fine boy, don't you think? Oh, yes,
1: well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Charlie's a swell guy.
3: And I want you to meet Lydia, too. She's a fine girl. Oh, she's going to be married, too, though. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh, and I just don't know what I'll do. Lydia and Fred have always been my baby. Oh, And when she leaves, well, I'll just kind of be lost, I reckon. Well,
1: but they're still
0: (laughs) friends. Oh, well.
3: You know how boys are. Always running around a lot. Of course, Fred's old enough to know what he's doing, but, but I always thought if Fred and Edna hadn't split up, things might have been different. Edna's a fine girl.
1: Yes, I know.
3: Oh, did you know Edna?
1: Well, well what is that is, I've heard about her.
3: Yes. Well, she was a good wife for Fred, but, but he just couldn't seem to settle down. And then he got to drinking and running around with Frank Ellers and... And another fellow I didn't like. But I haven't heard him mention Frank since since he's been home this time. Maybe they sort of split up. Oh, I do hope so.
1: Oh, yes. That would be a good thing for Fred if he'd stay away from fellows like that.
3: Well, I've got a lot of work to do before I get off. I want you to run out to the house and see if they'll real soon. Well,
1: I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, what's that address again?
3: It's uh, 226 Oxford Street. That's right.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I better write that down this time.
3: Well, we'd like to hear you come out tonight if you're not busy.
1: Well, perhaps I will. I have an appointment later this afternoon, but I'll get out there before it's too late.
3: (laughs) Well, we'll be searching you. I know Fred will be glad to see
1: you. Well, your boys follow up. Well, a tip for. Sure. Got the address from her. Fred's been staying at her apartment up there three days. Think she suspects anything? Not a chance. She wouldn't have given me the address if she had. She thinks I'm a friend of Charlie's. Gosh, I hated the light of that old lady. Well, no, Hamilton didn't hesitate to blow the top of Fred's head off. Yeah, I know. It's funny about mothers how you know, they love rats like that. That's what makes mothers so valuable. and his partner. Oh, well, he worked with Armstrong. It's Armstrong's day off. Henry Williams is taking his place today. Uh, which place is it, Will? 226, right on the corner there. Apartment 8. Well, that ought to be on the ground floor. It is. Come on, let's get in there. Well, I hope Hamilton doesn't see us and decide to give us what Burke got. Well, you've got something worth thinking about there, son. You better be ready for him. We'll take care of our end of it. Hold it. The apartment 8 is right here on the corner. Look, Welsh, yeah. you and Williams plant yourselves under those windows outside, just in case. Okay. Paul and I will take the door here. All right. Okay, thank you. Let's go, Paul. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah? You park on that little landing there out of the way and be ready to let him have it if it gets tough. There's no use both of us get blasted. He will get tough. Well, you can't tell. I'll knock, and if anybody else is in there, I can pretend I'm the fuller bush man.
0: There's nobody
1: at home here, I hope I hope I hope. Time again wearing out my knuckles on this door. Well, try the bell. I did. Not working as usual in these places. I'll knock again. Hold it. I hear somebody inside. Sound like a man. Can't turn it. Well, what do you want? Reach for the sitting, Hamilton. Well, what is this? An arrest might be one name for it. You know what it is, Hamilton. Who are you, Mark? Sheriff's deputies. Okay, well, you and Williamson, come in. We got him. Hey, uh, now, na- na- now, look, fellas, you've got me all wrong. I haven't done anything. Maybe not. Come on, you can stop scratching the plaster off the ceiling now. That's the gangliest bird I ever saw. Get those trousers off, Hamilton. What for? Never mind, just do as you're told. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, where'd you get that bullet wound? Oh, that... That ain't no bullet wound, it's... Yeah, we know. You don't have to tell us. It's where John Burke shot you just before you killed him. How about it, Hamilton? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, look, what makes you think we'd come in here like this with a lot of questions if we hadn't pretty definitely settled that you're the man we're after? Okay. I guess you got me. What do you want to know? That's better. Put your pants back on. All right. What doctor treated you? Nobody. I did it myself. What about your mother and sister? Are they in on that? They don't know nothing about it. I told them I was sick. Said I had flu. How'd you happen to pick on old man Burke for a holdup? Well, about four days before the kid, Frank, he's the guy that got bumped off, he introduced me to a guy named Roberts. Al Roberts. Al said he knew a place where we could get our hands on a lot of cash easy. They wanted me to go on a job with him, and I did. Why? Oh, I don't know. I was broke, out of a job, didn't have anything particular to do, so I went along. Al stole a car and picked Frank and me up downtown and drove us out to this place on Slauson. Said the old guy that ran the place would be coming out of the little cafe next door pretty soon, and sure enough, he did. What did you do then? Well, Al said Frank and me should follow him in and hold him up, and we did. Why did you kill him? We gagged him so he couldn't yell, but we didn't tie up his hand. He started shooting, and one shot hit me, so I shot back at him, but it didn't kill him. Then he shot Frank, so I just let him have it. Where'd you go then? Well, Al and me, went to a place over on San Julián. What's wrong with your sass? Do you have to shoot up the whole neighborhood? That's a trap. You told us this guy was a cinch. Uh, it would have been a few birds in the mix of white liver and you shaking all over. I do <laughs> you learn to handle that?
3: Oh, save it. Get working on them bullet holes. You what have to get plugged on this job. Oh, go easy, you thick thing. Get Don't be so yellow. <laughs> I hurt you. Look at the
1: slug one clean, through. Yeah. I'd have been a lot luckier if I'd have stayed out of that dump in the first place. Say, where's that pillow slip? What pillow slip? I want Frank in his pocket to put the black in. What's still in his pocket, I guess. Why? What difference does it make? All that damn it sucks. That pillow slip's got the name of yours and Frank's apartment on it. you're right. You're crazy. hey, where are you going? I'm scrolling out of here. I ain't going to take no rap for you, buds. I'm looking out for little Al. So long. Here, I got Al, come back here.
0: You
1: gotta help me, Al. Come back here. You gotta help me. You gotta help me. Well, the rat ran out on me. Left me laying there. Some day I'll get my hands on that guy, and when I do, his own mother won't know.
3: Mr. Killian. What? How do you do,
1: Mrs. Hamilton?
3: I I see you found Freddie at home. Yes. My, it looks like you've all gotten acquainted.
1: Oh, yes, we have, Mrs. Hamilton.
3: But you're not leaving, are you?
1: Well, now, uh, look, Mother. I'm going to run downtown with Killian and the boys for a little while. You won't mind, will you?
3: Of course not, son. Haven't I always told you to be more careful who you go out with? Yes, Mother. You, You won't let Fred drink too much tonight, will you, Mr. Killian?
1: No, I don't think he'll drink too much tonight. Sometimes, friends, it is a crime not to do the things we should. So don't neglect your car. Remember Rio Grande Cracked, the police car performance gasoline that is first in public service, and Rio Do, the newest and finest motor oil sold in the West. At your Rio Grande dealers tomorrow. From information furnished by Hamilton, his companion was captured in Seattle and returned to Los Angeles, where he was tried with Hamilton on a charge of murder. Both men were convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment in San Quentin Prison, Another example of a crime that did not pay.
0: Los so. Angeles well, County Care, the calling or all old card, a an all card to cancel the about cast 251 in the Hold Up. Suspects in this case are now in custody. That's all.
1: This is your narrator, Barry Kroger, bidding you good night for Rio Grande.